Hello, everybody. I'm Flood the Drummer, and thanks for being tuned to Justice Podcast. It's Sunday, May 6th, and I have some breaking news to share. Philadelphia police are investigating Jerez Coleman, a 23-year-old serial scammer who last week gained access to a Philadelphia high school under false pretenses, acquired student social media information, and later sent inappropriate messages online to at least two minors. Mr. Coleman, who supposedly performs under the name DJ Assassin, was once jailed for 22 months for leveling threats against President Barack Obama and the D.C. metro system. Joining me to discuss this issue further is Isaiah Thomas, a former Philadelphia City Council candidate and current coach and educator, and Ike Raw, a shock jock and founder of the Justice for David Jones Coalition. Both men are parents. Ike Raw, Isaiah Thomas, good afternoon and welcome to the show. Good afternoon. What's up, Flood? What's up, my Thanks for having me. Good, good. So, Isaiah, let's start with you. Ike Raw and I talked about this on Friday when the story at first broke and kind of like got out of our frustrations. But I haven't really heard your reaction to this. And, 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 and so, again, as we know, Mr. Coleman, 33 years, 23 years old, excuse me, sometimes performs under the name DJ Assassin, other times Kid Cole. But, but last week he went into a Philadelphia school under the name DJ Assassin, uh, uh, DJ Silent Assassin, said that he was the DJ of, uh, for Alicia Keys. And as we found out today, he also promised that Alicia Keys would be joining him. So before we dive into deeper, what's your initial reaction to this story? Sure. My initial reaction is um, how intelligent and how clever our students are because, you know, they were the ones who uh, actually uncovered uh, that something suspicious was going on. So that, that was my instinctive response. Um, of course, um, you are disappointed in uh, the administration, the adults that's involved in the situation. Um, but I hope people don't um, jump off a cliff necessarily with what took place because I think one of the important issues that we have in our schools is the fact that our schools need more resources and they need more collaborations. And so what I wouldn't want to happen after an incident like this is for schools, of course, we have to be uh, apprehensive and cautious about the people that we let in, the build, in our buildings and around our children, but I wouldn't want us to get to a, a space and a place where we're like, you know, we don't want people um, in our schools and collaborating with our, uh, our, our the adults that work with our children because of an incident like this. No, and I think that's a fair point. But don't you think that this this kind of a, that this for nothing else should halt kind of collaborations, if not just for a moment, to just make sure we have a strong vetting process? Because there were just so many holes in this from from the gentleman not only getting access to the school under false pretenses, but that he came with security guards that were not known to the students and that none of them signed in. Sure. I mean, I would agree with that point 100 percent. There's definitely some issues as far as, you know, who's scheduled and who's responsible for doing background checks and research before people are left in the building, whatever. However, you need to streamline that system. You know, I suggest that we do it. And if that requires putting a hold on guests coming in and collaborating with schools, then definitely if that needs to be if that needs if, if that needs to happen. I don't necessarily think it needs to happen. I just think that you just need to make sure you communicate what that process is and you need to assure that you don't make that mistake again. I mean, it's a, it's definitely a bad mistake. I don't want to overlook the fact that incidents like this can't take place. But a lot of the work that I did in the controller's office was encouraging collaborations just like that. You know, and in the midst of encouraging collaborations just like that, we were able to do a lot of good work that benefited a lot of students in the school district of Philadelphia. And it supplemented some of the things that the schools weren't necessarily able to offer. Yeah. So I wouldn't want our children to lose out on the, in the grand scheme of things because some adults made some mistakes. 
Before I go on to Ike Raw, last thing with you, Isaiah, is what should be the, 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 the school district's response? Some of the parents I've talked to said they don't feel as if there's a sense of urgency, you know, particularly when we're having this nationwide conversation about school safety and who and how young, uh, people get inside of the school to have somebody who's leveled threats against the president, who's, who's threatened the D.C. metro system, for him to be able to get inside of a school uh, and to gain access to information about students. Uh, don't you think that there should be a, a really measured, visible, and almost immediate response? And we, we aren't seeing that yet. Well, I, I would think so, because I think there's a sense of urgency in um, what took place. And uh, But that's the thing. Parents don't feel that there's a sense of urgency from the school district. They don't feel like the city is responding with urgency. I mean, and so, again, that's that's somewhere where I disagree. You know, I think that there should be a sense of urgency. And I think, first and foremost, it should be some transparency around whatever the communication breakdown was that took place. Um, that doesn't require a whole lot of investigation and a whole lot of research. It's just a matter of being transparent as far as who scheduled the individual and how was that uh, scheduled, whoever scheduled that, how was that communicated to the school? So you can understand who's responsible on both halves, on both sides. Once you figure that out, then you could begin to streamline the process and say, well, this is what the protocol will be moving forward when you want to have guests in the school. This is who's responsible for scheduling. This is who's responsible for doing the research and background information, making sure you uh, collect the proper clearances and paperwork. And, and, and who knows, that system might already be in place right now and folks might not. It's just Folks maybe just didn't follow the protocol. Should whoever didn't follow that protocol be fired at this point, given the gravity of the situation? Should whoever approve that? I think it would depend on their body of work. I don't think nobody should be fired on one isolated incident. Um, I think that if it were maybe a little, uh, I think it would to the point. Well, I, I, I'm not going to say that they shouldn't be fired. I should say we should wait to see how this thing pans out. Because based on uh, actually the article that you wrote um, and other information that we've heard out there, we you can't necessarily assess how much damage can possibly be done because it hasn't been a whole lot of transparency as to who this man is and what information he's got. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to go ahead, you know, but I, I don't want to just automatically say somebody should be fired because it depends on who that person is and the body of work that they've done. If this is somebody who's made an honest mistake and they have a body of work of producing quality young people, then I'm, I'm you know, and, and no further damage is done than what we know of today, then I wouldn't automatically be in favor of that person being fired. But if this is a person who's had multiple infractions well that's a whole nother conversation i'm gonna bring ike raw bring you into the conversation i know when we talked earlier this week uh or i should say this weekend you were really livid about it and uh as as isaiah alluded to i published an article today uh which uh, alerted the public that the philadelphia police are now investigating jerez coleman uh, again he was the g- gentleman who uh gained access to a high school on last thursday under false pretenses we know now that he has gained some of the social media handles and information from those students and later messaged at least two of those students who were minors uh, uh, in, in an inappropriate way. What's your reaction to what uh, Isaiah said and your reaction to the news that the police are investigating? It? Well, I mean, first of all, my, my reaction, I mean, some, somebody, somebody has to, you know, somebody has to pay for this situation here because at the end of the day, we, we talking about these are children. So, for this man to not only not only this school flood, he was in two other schools as well. This man was in three different schools. So obviously somebody's not doing their research. Somebody's not, you know, I, I, it's, it's, it's so many layers to this, man. I don't even want to get, get me get started because at the end of the day, man, it's, you have the school board. Lee Wack comes out and says, this falls on him. He says, he says to you, flood, I read the article. 
He said they messed up extremely bad. You understand what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. don't try to cover it up now. I've, I've been on this since Friday. I called the school board. Some of them people down there didn't even know what happened. No, this is mm-hmm. serious, man. This this man made contact with minors and uh, contacting them on social media. Like, we try mm-hmm. to keep our children away from this. They letting a the man enter the building to our children. Like, mm-hmm. this is crazy. And then they trying to sweep it under the rug. I will be down there Monday morning, just like I told them Friday when I called down there. I'll be well, down- why do you feel, let me ask you this, why do you feel that they're sweeping it under a rug? Why, why would you make that assertion? Well, I mean, just look at it. Um, should, should I bring it up again? Why not? We just had two black men, you know, get arrested at Starbucks. When that story came out, we had everybody protest. Everybody, you know, was, was outraged. And it happened, you know, the story came out on the weekend. It was protests on a Saturday, protests on a Sunday, media coverage, whatever. Nobody's speaking about this. It was just like I told you earlier. It was on the, uh, on, on the morning right. news Friday and then the afternoon news. You never heard about it ever again. Understand what I'm saying? They trying to sweep it under the rug. Not, nobody coming out. This is, this is, this is, come on, dog. This is- well, I think there's two, there's two different things. There's sweeping it under the rug and then there's people just not caring and responding. It sounds like what you're describing is people just aren't responding to it because there's, a, there's news coverage around it locally. It just, just people aren't responding to it. You're covering it locally. You're covering it locally, Flood. You, I haven't seen anybody talk about this story since Friday. That's my point. You know what I'm saying? It's just the weekend. You haven't heard about it Saturday. You haven't heard about it Sunday. Now, yeah. yeah, go ahead. No, Isaiah, would you use the term that, that the, the, the people are trying to cover it up, or do you just think that this is like an indifference? There's an indifference factor here that people just aren't giving a fuck. No, 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 let me say this, Flood. Let me say this, because I, I, I misunderstood what you was asking me. I'm not, I'm not saying that the, the school board is deliberately is trying to sweep it under the rug, but what I'm saying okay. is that if they don't show the transparency and show how they're supposed to react, that's what's going to end up happening. That's what they're used to. You know what I mean? Mm, that's okay. what I'm saying. Oh, I understand that. They know, they know eventually it's going to get swept under the rug if don't nobody say nothing about it. That's what I'm saying. Do you th- I, I, Isaiah, do you think Ike's being cynical or do you think that's a real concern? I think that's a legitimate concern. I think that's a legitimate concern. I think if you look at the track record they have, um, as far as uh, just being a city of agitators, you know, we we in Philadelphia tend to be we, we tend to be more on the side of dormant than we tend to be on the side of agitators. So, no, nah, I do think uh, news becomes old very fast. I think it's very important that we keep this on folks' radar because if it happened once, it can happen again. Yeah, we live in a copycat, live in a copycat city again. I do believe that a uh, collaboration should happen, but I, I'm just as, as since of you know uh, our children's safety being in danger. I, I mean, that can't happen. That that can't happen without a question. And to be mm-hmm. honest with you, I didn't know he was in multiple schools. I think that really changes the conversation when you look at the fact that he was in multiple schools. I think that was the fact that... Well, I was it's going, known but, that he was in multiple schools. I don't know for sure if it's multiple schools within Philadelphia, but this isn't. This surely isn't the first visit to a school. Now, there are some parents and people who, who read some of the articles and said, oh, he came to my school too. Or he's been to my school too. So, I mean, my thing is, like, after after knowing this gentleman's background, after knowing uh, that in 2014, uh, he was awaiting trial for scamming Virginia Commonwealth University. He promised them that rapper Big Sean would become and speak to the students. And then when uh, Big Sean didn't come, Mr. Coleman got on stage in a British accent, pretending to be a British producer and spoke for several minutes. It, it, when I was writing these piece, this piece, it felt like I was writing fiction because it was so outrageous. It was so outrageous. And I know when we think about sometimes people getting access to schools, we think about the worst case scenario, maybe gun violence. But to me, my, my mind went to theft and it went to sexual predatory behavior. And I think that what's appropriate next is that the school district launched not just a full investigation into 
Mr. Coleman messaging these minors or how he got into the school. But how many instances did this gentleman uh, participate in Philadelphia school activities? How many schools has he actually been in and then talk to the children at those schools? Right. And how many children has he stayed in contact with? You may have to this because you see he's comfortable with approaching minors on social media and sending them messages and stuff like this is just ridiculous, man. This is the stuff that I talk about when people want to sit around on social media all day and talk about nonsense when our children are. I don't have any children that go to that school, but it could have been one of my children, man. Like, come on, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mm-hmm. agree. I think it's an outrage. And I think that when you look at, you know, again, often when we look at our, our school district kids and our kids who attend these schools, it's often considered an afterthought. And, and I think mm-hmm. that's the problem. And this is just another example of that. So what what would you like to see in terms of a response, Isaiah? I mean, like, so in the, terms of step one, step two, step three. So the first thing I would like to see is transparency. Like, where was the breakdown? Or mm-hmm. How did it happen? And then once you communicate what that breakdown was, Communicate whatever consequences happen or do not happen. And last but not least, communicate what steps are going to be taken to make sure it doesn't get, doesn't happen again. Mm-hmm. It's just that mm-hmm. simple, you know, and it's and I think I think that I don't think that this is a situation that requires a whole lot of crisis management. I think it's I think it's a situation where you can you, you can reply quick, you can reply efficient and you can let people know you care. There needs to be a school meeting. I mean, the parents want a school meeting with Dr. Height, the principal of that school. And the entire uh, the parent body, but you think that's that's necessary? I mean, that's just that's just one small step. Absolutely, you know that yeah. that's automatic. That goes without saying. You know, mm-hmm. uh, schools, our schools should be to the point where transparency should happen uh, without. You know, they having a meeting with Dr. Hyde, of course, is something you have to schedule. But having a meeting with the principal, you know, parents should have been able to walk into that principal's office and have dialogue with that principal since the incident took place. Yeah, principal should have well, made themselves available to parents and students since that incident take place. And I don't know if that principal did or did not. I'm saying that that's what should take place. That's what I would like to see. Isaiah, some of the reaction to the article I published today was people saying, you know, this is a problem about celebrity. You know, volunteers couldn't get access to the school that easily. They would have jumped through hoops and fill out child abuse clearances and background checks. Clearly, that didn't happen with this gentleman. There's no way in the world he could have passed a background check and done any serious research on this guy. I mean, isn't there some truth to that, that the everyday person who may just want to be involved in their neighborhood school cannot participate that easily and giving lectures and and, and participating with the student body as a celebrity? That's part of the problem. There's definitely some truth to that. I mean, I spent a lot of time working with some of the guys uh, that's in the Be Me initiative and uh, uh, fellowships like Philly Roots. And there are guys who might have made some mistakes early on in their life. And so they do have a record. And they are tangible examples of people who struggle to get access to our, our young people and our right. to be able to offer them uh, some different life lessons that they feel like will be applicable to the things that our youth are going through. So absolutely, that's a real problem that we have. And again, that problem is bigger than whoever made this mistake, which is why I'm struggling with the response that we're seeing right now, because I know how, you know, I know how people tend to think, you know, the, the people's instincts will be, well, nobody should be in our schools anyway. Mm-hmm. And we know the big in the grand scheme. Of but things, I haven't seen those responses. I, I haven't seen anybody say, let's cancel collaborations. You know, fuck this. This is not this is not the model. People are just saying, why was it so easy for a celebrity to gain access? Well, it's still early. You know, it's still early. We don't know which way this thing is going to go. But, you know, again, I think my thing is to advocate and ensure that we don't end collaborations with our schools because our young people need 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 access to quality adults. Mm-hmm. And I just want to mention, you know, I can I'll get you to respond. 
I mean, I, I feel, and I'm not putting this on Isaiah or Ike, this is just me saying it. I do feel that there isn't the type of, I don't feel in the response and the language used by the school district that they totally understand the gravity of this situation. That this could have been a really, really bad incident and by the grace of God that it wasn't. This was, this was not just the district inappropriately approved an event, which it did, but it also didn't do a background check. It didn't require this gentleman to have uh, a, a child abuse clearances. Two gentlemen from a private security firm who may or may not have been unarmed, that's not confirmed yet, were able to get in. It's not 100% sure whether they went through metal detectors. We know that they didn't sign in and they were able to gain access to students' information. I mean, this just seemed to be like a failure from start to finish. And that's my outrage, Flood, because, and, and, and I just want to say this, I'm not advocating for, you know, no speakers and nobody to interact with the children. My thing is, just make sure they are, you know, eligible to do so. Find out who mm -hmm. they are. Don't just let anybody walk in and speak to our children. You know what I mean? You know my outrage, Flood, like I told you, because of, you know, the little committee that I was supposed to be on. They allegedly, you know, told me because of a social media page. Parents were outraged because something I put on social media. So, I, you know, it was recommended that I didn't come to the school building, but I can still call in, you know, with complaints or whatever, you know, because of a social media post. So because if that's how you feel about Ike Raw and you just let this man around your children to 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 sexually uh, 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 aggravate young females, you know, and, mm -hmm. and that's what I'm saying. You know, I'm here because, you know, I got involved because of what my son was assaulted in the school by a cop. So here we go again. You got cops in the school assaulting the kids. You letting speakers come in to you know, sexually assault and harass the kids. I mean, what is going on? That's my. Well, they, I, won't, they didn't sexually assault. We got to be clear. No one was sexually assaulted. I'm just saying it could have happened. This is what I'm yeah. trying to say. This. Just like you just laid it out, Flood. That's why I'm glad you just said what you said. They don't understand how serious this is. It. He had contact with female students, Flood. Yeah. I'm not I'm yeah. saying sexually assaulted. Let me say he could have. There was possibility mm -hmm. he has contact through social media with these children. You know, mm -hmm. that's my outrage. That's my. I will be speaking with Dr. Height tomorrow. I'm not making. I don't need to schedule a meeting to talk to Dr. Height. I will be talking to Dr. Height tomorrow. Trust me, ma'am. This is not. Man, they not getting away with this, man. You already know. I was on mm -hmm. the phone Friday with the school board. I will be down there Monday. I already told them. I got parents coming down there with me, and we're we gonna find out what's going on. They need to address this, man. It's not going down like that. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, Isaiah, any, any last thoughts? And again, particularly, you know, with, with the context that, you know, we are still having, we're still gripping with what does school safety mean? What does it take to keep schools safe? To have an incident like this happen in Philly, um, you know, that it should certainly re-engage that conversation, right? Absolutely. I mean, my, my only hope and prayer is that, you know, that this is, this is an isolated incident is, and there's no significant damage that was done. I mean, again, this is just the beginning when you look at the impact something like this can have. And I think, you know, the outrage that's been communicated on this podcast today and by people on social media and really all across the city, um, I think it's appropriate. Yeah. What would you do if this yeah. happened at your kid's school, Isaiah? Uh, I, uh, <laughs> Be real with us, brother. Be uh, real. <laughs> now, this ain't the live radio. You can say what you um, want. I mean, so I would... You know, I have a good enough relationship with the school and administration there that I would know exactly what happened, you know, mm -hmm. and I would mm -hmm. be able to make an educated decision once I know exactly what happened. Um, but, you know, I, my instincts would, would automatically contemplate switching my son out that school. Mm. Automatically. That's, that's just where my instincts would go. But you wouldn't demand um, that anybody be fired? No, because I've been an adult in a school before. You know what I mean? And I know what it means 
to be a good person who do a good job that just made a mistake. Mm. That wouldn't be what my instincts would say. Now, I don't know who scheduled this person. Is this somebody who works at CAF or is this somebody directly at the school district? This is somebody directly at the school district who approved this. Right. But see, there's there's two different steps, Isaiah. There's somebody at the school district who approved the visit without doing the background check, without requesting background check and clearances. And then there's the actual school itself that when this gentleman arrived with two security guards, they weren't even asked to sign in. Right. So there's not even a record that they were there on paper. And that speaks to you know, the logistics and the operational stuff of the school. You know, we don't know. I, I don't know what that budget looks like and what adult might have called out that day. And, you know, I, we can't speak to that, you know. So I don't want to go ahead and just automatically say that because I've worked in schools and I know what it means to be hardworking people. We can tell us automatically say, you know, <laughs> somebody in the school should be fired. But somebody at the district definitely should have some consequences to pay. Mm-hmm. Somebody mm-hmm. in the district definitely should have some consequences to pay. But in the school, I think that's a totally different conversation. I think that requires some investigation and looking at that person's track record. But the district, that's your job, right? Yeah. You're at the district, and that's what you're doing. Your job is to ensure that these things are done the right way. Well, the first thing that would have caught me if this guy was saying, I want to come perform for your school, he calls himself DJ, a silent assassin. And in all of his collateral material and online profiles, he spells the word assassin wrong. To me, that you know, as a school, if I'm in school, I'm an educator, and I have somebody, and then they don't even spell the the noun, the active noun, and their stage name correctly. That's gonna that's gonna spark something. I mean, what you think of that, Ike? I listen. I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to me, that's really ridiculous. That's the simplest. And that, that's even like a cherry on the top to me. Like, come on, right. man. Like this this man don't even spell his name. I like <laughs> <laughs> because I know people just like Isaiah know like we know some of the same people we know plenty of uh-huh. people who've been through stuff who want to reach out and do stuff with kids but yeah. they can't because of their record not not that they did stuff with kids or not like that but they look at them oh you, you, you had attempted murder oh you had a murder oh you had a shoot no you sold drugs no that's not what I'm, understand what I'm saying if, if nobody touching no kids nobody beating up their girlfriends or none of that man like you know what I'm saying so what dudes was in the streets I mean they, they, they might have been in the shootout or got shot at or whatever sold drugs but they turned their life around they want to give back now you got creeps like this coming into the school getting clearance from the school and doing harm to the kids well you got people that we know that want to do good to the kid man let me stop man because I'm, 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 I'm calm down man no I, I, I agree <laughs> most of the people most, and most of these folks you know these are talking you're talking about um, um, possession with the intent to deliver mm-hmm. you know what I mean and we know in our, in our community um, at a certain age you know a lot of folks consider that in certain neighborhoods a rite of passage more than mm-hmm. the other so mm-hmm. you, you definitely empathize with that 30 year old man who made that mistake at 17 18 years old that took that plea deal just so they wouldn't have to do no time, and mm-hmm. now handicapping them. You know what I mean? So I, I, I feel that, and that, that was why I said let's not end the collaborations because we we're making we're making some ways to being able to get the appropriate people in front of our young people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're we're we're, we're 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 gaining access, and and I don't want I don't want to lose out on some of the good dialogue and some of the positive relationships that's been built because it is one negative thing. But oh yeah, I agree. It got to be some consequences. When you look at a situation like this, especially when you consider what the average black man has to do as far as jumping through hoops mm-hmm. to be able to support our youth. Yeah. I, and I just want to mention that the, uh, Mr. Coleman put out a statement on Friday where he says he's not a fake DJ or a scam artist and that he no longer lies to people. He did admit in his statement that he once was a scam artist. He took advantage of people. Of course, he was on in 2014 MTV show Catfish, which aimed to expose him as a serial uh, scammer, but I, I mean, again, it, for me, it's just so striking that 
This guy had federal charges leveled against him for scamming Virginia Commonwealth University for almost a similar thing, for promising a rapper that will come in and offer a lecture to the students. The rapper doesn't show up, so he winds up speaking. And that's really what happened to a Kappa. That's the part that got left out of the story. Alicia Keys was promised to come with him, and that's probably why they reacted so quickly to allowing him to come. They're like, oh, my goodness, Alicia Keys wants to come with this DJ to Kappa? Let's do it. And so just shit, shit fell through the cracks. This is this is just told this. I mean, the more and more you explain it and break it down flat, I mean, tomorrow is going to be. <laughs> Listen, man. This is this is this is. Oh, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. So let me just say this. Let me just say this. Also in the statement, and I want to get you guys to re uh, respond and then we'll wrap up. He in his statement, he says, quote, I never infiltrated no school, which should have been any school. I never infiltrated no school. My goal was to send a positive message to youth that has had a criminal records or troubling past. Now, as we all know, Kappa is a famed educational institution. It gave us people like Boys to Men, Wanye uh, and The Roots and Christian McBride and Joey DeFrancesco. Jasmine Sullivan. Jasmine Sullivan, you know, so many people. Past. Right, people who have no criminal past. I mean, this wasn't like CEP or a behavioral school or the Youth Study Center. This is like one of the top tier schools. Why would this guy think let me go to Kappa so I can give an inspirational message to people with criminal records. That makes me wonder, too, was that in his pitch? Did he tell the district, I want to come give an inspirational message to kids with, with criminal records and troubling past, and I'm going to bring Alicia Keys, and it was just so convoluted, and all they heard was the celebrity, and they said, okay. Yeah, that's what it was. And I can't call the school board and say, can I just show up and talk to me and flood the drummer? And they're going to say, who the fuck is you? <laughs> I'm a name, same look at my record, like, oh, hell no, you can't come around these kids. Understand what I'm saying? But y'all can't do this for this piece of shit. Yeah. I mean, and so the the other side of that is when you look at, you know, <laughs> I mean, I get crazy. The other side of that <laughs> is when you look at, uh, you know, issues like this and it, 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 in the image of black men, you know what I mean? It, yeah. It's, it's, it's just not a good look for us. And that's you know, I, thing. I, that's, Wait, what'd you say, that's my thing, and that's why I'm, that's why that's why I'm mad as well. Cause he black man, like you're a black man doing this, dog. Like to the yeah. yeah. Well, you got yeah. who really been out here, who been through the struggle, who know what it's feel like to try to reach these kids, man. Like this is this is what I'm saying, dog. This is crazy, man. Yeah, crazy. That, 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 that's the other concern, right? Is that you perpetuate the narrative and the stereotype mm -hmm. that's out there that you know we're actively trying to uh, yes uh, fight against. And not just that, but it's as you guys both pointed out, it's already hard for black men and community members to get access to the schools. A fucker like this makes it even harder. Right. That's right. what I'm saying. Especially for us. You know what I mean? Especially and, for us. And, and again, like my concern is that there is no there is no continuation to this story because you know this 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 can go into so many different directions. And again, you know, you're in these schools, you have access to some of the top young talent. You know, you talk about anything from like inappropriate messages to to young girls or young boys to stealing lyrics or talent or recruiting a kid too early or passing off their information to the wrong person. It could just go wrong in so many different directions when you actually sit and contemplate not just um, the access he had, but the school he was at and the talent that school tends to cultivate. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, the the uh, Lee Wax spokesperson for the school district said they're providing they're going to be providing counseling and support services. Lee Wack. Say it again. Lee Wack. What's his last name? 
Oh, come on, stop it. <laughs> I shout out to Lee Wack because he took my phone call on the Sunday afternoon after after running the Philly Marathon. So I may not agree with everything he says, but I appreciate that he didn't duck me. Broad Street Marathon? He ran the Broad Street Marathon. Oh, I shout out to Lee Wack then. All right. All right. Yeah, and, and he didn't duck me because, I mean, this is the type of, you know, if he was a you know a real whack-ass nigga, he probably would have been ducking me, especially me. Like, all right, I, I definitely try to talk to Flood on this type of story. But, but he took my call. He talked to me for about 30 minutes. I appreciate that. Even if some of the stuff he says was, you know, kind of, you know, off tilter, but I, 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 I think that, um, I, I, I think that they use the appropriate language when they say that it's inappropriate. They're not trying to dance around it, or I should say, unacceptable. That this, that what happened is unacceptable. It should never ever happen again. And what should happen next is a complete investigation. So, and also, what is the vetting process? I want to know what the what the usual process is when somebody applies to come speak to the kids. Because to me, it seems like the entire process was bypassed. Not that there was a gap in the process, but that there was no process. There was just a guy who dropped, who name dropped and was allowed to come into school. That's what seemed like it happened. That's what it was. Flair, he said, at least the keys. And they say, yeah, let's do it. And that's what happened. Yeah. yeah. So I then, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I just can't wait to tomorrow because I'm going to, you know, let the parents know that I'm here. You're here. Ike Raw, Isaiah. We're going to, I mean, get to the bottom of this and find out what's going on so this will never happen again, man. You, can, you can't. You got to put the pressure on them, man. You can't just post mm-hmm. them on social media, man. You got to go down. I know, just like I keep saying it all the time, I don't want to sound like a broken record. I know a lot of parents don't have the time. I have the time. Trust me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I got the time, man. But man, if Flood will report it, he will report the real shit, not just with, you know, reporting the story to make whoever you be reporting it on feel comfortable. Yeah, that's not what it's about. You got to let the parents know what's really going on. You see how they reported the early. They didn't. They didn't reach out and talk to the people you talk to, man. And that's what mm-hmm. makes you unique. That's what make you better than all these fucking journalists in this fucking town, man. Because they talk <laughs> shit. Man, <laughs> they, I appreciate they, you saying that. These motherfuckers, man. I, man, I mean, man, I'm, 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 I'm chill. Man. Relax. Take a deep breath. Uh, I invite everybody out there listening to check out my story. It's entitled "Police Investigating Fake DJ Who Infiltrated School." Message miners, you can read it on facebook.com slash the real TBO Inc. Uh, or if you are an Apple uh, iPhone, iPad user, you can add tech book online to your Apple news reader. It's that little pink icon on your home screen, it looks like a newspaper. Uh, Ike Raw, let's get out of here, give people your information where they can keep in contact with you. Oh, uh, Ike Raw, you already know Ike Raw all over, man. Ike Raw at no Philly, Ike Raw, Instagram, Facebook, uh, social media, Twitter, Ike Raw 1977. I'm, I'm going to be on Dr. Vibe tonight. Flood, you going to be on Dr. Vibe too? I think I may call in. I think I may just do that. Yeah. Dr. Vibe tonight, 9 o'clock, man. So go, go to like Dr. Vibe page and all that, man. I'm going to be on guest yes. class, man. On Twitter, at Dr. Vibe. So I want to thank Isaiah Thomas, who had to drop off of the call. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter, at Candidate Thomas. Uh, he is an educated mentor, leader, and former city council candidate. You can follow me on Twitter, at Flood the Drummer. You can follow and friend me on Facebook at Flood the Drummer, and there's also Flood the Drummer on Instagram and on Anchor. Shout out to Anchor, who's hosting this podcast. You can search and favorite uh, Flood the Drummer on Anchor and uh, on iTunes and keep in contact uh, with all this really, really good content that we're putting out. Uh, and so until next time, for Ike Raw, I'm Flood the Drummer, and I'm drumming for justice. Thank you.